welcome back to our starting point series, A Biblical Journey in Personal Discipleship and Establishing a Biblical Direction for New Christians. And we are currently on session number nine and lesson number two in our series. And we are dealing with the topic of discipleship. We are looking at what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we learned in our previous session that a disciple is somebody who is fully surrendered to God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse one, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. That verse tells us that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. We are to live our lives for Jesus Christ. But in today's lesson, we also will discover number two, that a disciple is somebody who battles sin and the flesh. Just like everybody else, a disciple of Jesus Christ battles sin. And that's one of the most discouraging realizations for a new Christian, the fact that you still sin. You know, it, it would be nice if when we get saved, our ability to sin vanishes, but that's simply not the case. As long as we are on this earth, we will battle sin. You see, the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, the Bible says you became a new creation in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You now have a new nature and you can say no to sin and live for him. But that old nature, that sin nature doesn't go away, which makes it difficult for us to live the Christian life. We have to continually make the choice to say no to sin and live for him in order to be who God called us to be. And in today's lesson, we're gonna to begin to look a little bit about the temptation and sin process. You see, sin begins in the form of temptation, a desire that draws us away from God. In the book of James, we see an example of that. The Bible says in James chapter one and verses 13 through 15, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So that's how sin begins. It begins in the form of a temptation, but you don't have to give in to that temptation. No, because of our new nature in Christ, we can say no to that temptation and live for Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above the year able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And that verse tells us that whenever a temptation comes our way, we can say no to it and live for him. That's the opportunity that we have. That's the ability that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, there are three main sources of temptation that I wanna look at today. And these three forces are constantly working against us. It is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, when I say world, I mean the world systems, the philosophies and practices that are directed against God. In 1 John chapter 2 and verses 15 and 16, the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. So that's the first source of temptation, the world system. Then the second temptation is the flesh. You see, before you were saved, your mind, your will, and emotions were trained to live apart from God. The old patterns of your mind, will, and emotions are at odds with the new patterns God wants us to create in your life. 
The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and verses 17 through 24, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the spirit of God, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. So what do we see there? We see an old nature, the lust of the flesh, and we see a new nature, the fruit of the Spirit. We have the ability to say no to our old nature and live in light of that new nature. But that is another source of temptation that we have, the world, the flesh, and then number three, the devil. The devil. Satan actively and persistently targets the child of God with temptation. So much so that one of his names is even called the tempter. In Matthew chapter four and verse three, the Bible says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones be made to bread. So we have the devil out to get us as well. Those are the three main sources of temptation, the world, the flesh, and the devil. But God has given us the victory to overcome every single one of those things.